Hello, I'm Brandy. Thank you so much for joining us today for our very first episode of Overly Understated. We're pretty nervous. We have a lot of giggles. Um, we had a lot of fun making it. We hope you guys enjoy it. It's definitely not suitable for work and uh, or, or children. <laughs> today we're going to talk about marriage uh, to each other and how that shifted and changed, especially with COVID and uh, how we've kind of been using our coping skills. We also get to talk about why Joanna hates mountain biking so much. (laughs) Enjoy. Hello, and welcome (laughs) to our podcast. My name is Joanna. What's our podcast called? I'm unsure anymore. We have decided to start a podcast because we look around and we don't see a podcast that matches our life. What life is that? Uh, chaotic, but I guess that doesn't separate <laughs> us from others. Um, well, I am looking for a podcast about people living in the Midwest because, ooh, if that is not a different type of pressure cooker, I don't know what is. And uh, we are married together, so I guess that makes us part of the LGBT community. To, get, to, to each other, not just together. Together, yes. Yes. Together. Coupled. We're married together. Infinitely. Yes. Mm-hmm. To each other. Bonded. Exactly. <laughs> um, and something, uh, you know, like unique about me is I, well, I don't know unique about me. Unique. <laughs> something I'd love to tell you about is um, my previous, my first marriage, my only other marriage besides you, um, was to a man and now you're my second marriage to a wife um (laughs) that's just really interesting because this is your first marriage is that correct it is Mm -hmm. it is yeah so yeah i think this is a good topic to talk about today i think uh i like where this is kind of where our roads intersected right is because of your kind of dissolution (laughs) of matrimony and then we met on tinder like all new married couples do these days (laughs) (laughs) right all of us looking for something aren't we (laughs) yes aren't we so uh, you were married for 12 years previously right correct but before that you were obviously dating each, each other, you and your oh, ex. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, how long total? So, oh, uh, had we been together? 50, yeah. Uh, probably about 15 years. Yeah. So, how old were you, were you when you met? Like, go back kind of to, to the. Uh, sure. I, we met uh, my freshman year of college. Um, ended up at a house party where he was living out with some roommates. Um, and he showed up after he got off of some like late shift um at the factory and that's how it went down that was it a couple years later we got married and, and that was life but yeah the whole thing right yeah the kids and the car and the house and yes yeah mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so it's interesting looking back on this too like my story is is different i there was a girl in in high school i was in uh, eighth grade, sixth grade, and I knew I was pretty gay by that point. Um, 
And there's this girl in my math class. I was terrible at math. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I remember distinctly that I thought she was very cute and very attractive. Mm-hmm. And she was not interested in me. Like, I think the only type of girls that were around then were straight girls who, when they drank, may have gotten a little frisky. Right. You were either right. super gay and dykey, as they called you, or you were straight and... <laughs> I don't think but... anybody made it sound cute. Dykey. No, they didn't. I think they... They were not nice about just, it in high school. Just that's put it like a sure. cuss word. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't nice. So, and I remember, you know, I started dressing up because I thought that would get her attention. And, and I also remember wanting to fit in so badly that I would, you know, the lengths that I would go to is to where I would wear clothes that were uncomfortable to me, which included... You know, fucking dresses and little s- small things. Sure. <laughs> you know? And uh, I have not ever been married before this point. And it's not because I, well, maybe it is. I'm, my picker was a little broken. Yes. <laughs> yes. But, you know, I feel like aren't all our pickers a little broken until we find the right one? Oh, yeah. I mean, I haven't met a person or realized if I've met them, a person who didn't have some type of trauma in their background, whatever that looks like, right. you know, if it was growing up in a conservative area and being gay, if it was just simply being female uh, or identified by others as female, mm-hmm. you know, like there's, ugh, I could go on and on and on. Um, and and then, <laughs> and then we're all in this COVID pandemic, very turbulent time, you know, as a global community. And right. So we all get to trauma bond over that. So let's kind of go. So I like this idea of sort of talking about COVID and sort of marriage. Right. Yeah. I mean, we could we could take it a lot of different ways, and we probably we will. At, it another cracked open a lot of people's relationships. Like yeah, right. Like, like the lights, the layers uh, that you put on to like make it look nice for other people. Right. And you, then when those people know, aren't around, yourself. and if you're yeah. and if you're not going out to dinner with your friends mm-hmm. who also have perfect marriages, mm-hmm. yeah, or seemingly mm-hmm. right. Interesting. Do you think, Joanna, that there's like. Like, in the heterosexual world, is the expectation different in terms of, like, socially? Like, when you go out and if you're married to a man or with a man mm-hmm. versus, like, with a woman, like, does it feel different? I mean... You mean, like, socially speaking? Like, if social norms are different for... Right. Not... I don't know if I necessarily mean social norms, but in terms of, like, how you feel with that partner... Like, oh, me personally, how yeah. I felt going out. Uh, I don't. I I didn't have to think about where I was going. Mm, um, right. In the same way, if I was going with a, a gentleman, um, <laughs> going out, I didn't have to wonder it how conservative or liberal an area felt, or welcoming it felt, or. Right, I do think um, because I had the privilege of going out in a heteronormative way every time, um, it did make me feel more comfortable and confident going out when I wasn't in a heteronormative relationship. 
right? Hetero, just speaking of male, female, right. cis, male, female right. people. Um, there's nothing heteronormative <laughs> about the relationship <laughs> at times. But um, I think it made me, it, it gave me the comfort to know that I could walk into an area in a place and not immediately have to think about backlash or looks or stares or right. Like, and I could just enjoy the moment with my same sex partner. Like that's nice. I, you know, I think now I try to more consciously go out and hold your hand in places because I want to make that normal. I want Mm -hmm. that to be a normalized thing here in the Midwest, right? Right. Like, we go to L.A. and... Everybody's doing it. This is not a blink of an eye. Like, I'm the least queer person. Yeah, so true. (laughs) They're the most conservative (laughs) dressed, you know? Right. Yeah, it's... uh, My purple hair just blends right in. It doesn't matter, right? Exactly. Interesting. Uh, Okay, I think I have another question I really want to ask you. (laughs) Which is, what, what did you take from your first marriage and, like, process through or learn from in order to maybe be more however it was that you wanted to be, more engaged, more present, more happy, more more balanced, more free like whatever it is to you know to your next I mean lucky me but to your next partner and ultimately your spouse right uh interesting I don't think I would have phrased the question like that how Um, would you phrase it I I I mean I don't know that I look at things of like so I think some of my struggles and life and finding um, a good balance within a partner relationship is because I always continue to see or think or want the best, even out of a past thing, mm-hmm. a past relationship or experience, right? Like, oh, it wasn't that bad. And I am a very positive person. And I don't think I'm positive in my own life to be like delusional about it. It's not like the fake positivity of... Ah, just give it one more try. Right. <laughs> right. Just put a smile on your face. Right. Right. Just um, harder, yeah. But even now, I'd be like, well, I wouldn't say I needed to be more happy in my next relationship. Right. Um, I think one of the things that I couldn't see really until I got in another serious relationship was how big of my how big my part was on my previous marriage right right like i could say of course it was all of them right and that's easier to say when i'm not having like the same argument with you that i would have had <laughs> them. it's like we just replaced people right right um and so like some things then is like oh okay well i had to look at myself in a different way. I think before it was me like trying to find boundaries, trying to find my own inner peace and me trying to figure out what I wanted my relationship mm-hmm. to look like. Like all of those things inside a relationship and then outside of a relationship. 
right? And how that looks or feels different or, you know, more experience gives you different perspectives along the way. Oh, it does, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So, but it wasn't until, like, being in a better, more healthy relationship with you that I was able to see, like, oh, okay, I do need to look at things that I've done or mm-hmm. my own behaviors, my own catch-ups, my own triggers, right? Like, uh, my own trauma. I, I needed to look at that and know then that I also have, like, healing to do within that to be a better partner. I remember where we were at. So, you... You identify as pansexual or bisexual? Ah, what's yes. What's the difference? Yes. Right. Uh, I I'm mean, really, what's the difference? Terrible at describing the difference. Right. I, I so am many. not. I bisexual. I think the definition is by more like cisgender norms of gender that you're attracted to, and mm-hmm. I believe pansexual is attracted regardless of gender identity but i'm not sure that that is still an accurate description Uh, anyway you guys can email us uh, if you have any you know thoughts about this thousands of apologies if i did not get those that correct you can email us uh between two buds not butts buds (laughs) at gmail oh my god I will forever not think between two butts. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Ah. So. Should we should we tell people why we were calling it between two buds? Because it was supposed to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> between two buds because we're like lesbians and best friends. We are. That's so I feel. And... We sit on our back porch and have these exact conversations. And because that was like the stereotype of before women came out, right? Just buds. We're just friends. We're friends. We're roommates. Yeah, my aunt and her best Uh. friends are coming over. (laughs) All right, auntie. Uh, You've been around forever. (laughs) I thought auntie (laughs) not have her own bed. You guys still sit really close on the couch. So anyway, that's, oh gosh. that's the pun. Mm-hmm. The pun. So I think it was interesting because you're my mom. Hold on, wait. Was. I get. I want to answer oh, the question. Yes. Growing up, yes, there was not yet the terminology of pansexual. I Correct. think I, mm. in this moment, identify more as a pansexual, uh, attracted. In any to any person, which right. I also think. <laughs> yeah. we clearly need help. <laughs> yes, we're not we're not gay enough. Well, I'm I am, but I can't make up. Then what's <laughs> the answer? Again, feel what's free that? to email my wife <laughs> at between two buds dot com. No, no, between two buds at gmail dot com. Well, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. I, I'm the one that does the technology. Yeah, I'm just the pretty face. <laughs> She's a trophy wife. I was supposed to be the trophy wife. That's what's funny. 
Now I'm the sugar mama. Interesting you feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. So for me, this is my first marriage. How's it going so far? Oh, Jesus, it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that pre-COVID or, po- or uh, during uh, COVID, present COVID? Oh, that's a good question. Well, you had said something earlier that's really stuck with me. It's like, oh, like the quarantine COVID has, has really shown the weaknesses or the actual structures of people's intimate relationships, mm-hmm. whatever those are, mm-hmm. with your kid, with your grandma, with your mom, with your spouse, with your teenager. Yeah, right. Right. Yes, but, all of it. But ultimately, I think in a in a intimate like marriage or partnership, uh, I think the only other thing I've heard that can really test test them is having a baby. Mm. And we have not had the luxury of that. We we thought about it and then we decided we'd like to travel. Yeah. Instead. So well, I do that think seems unfair. Child or travel. I well we have two. I mean and we have two I, I, you came into this with two. Children. And then they're yes. so my heart is so full with them. Yes, absolutely. Our lives are so full with them and yeah. We um, are blessed and privileged. Absolutely. We are. Uh, yeah, it's not for lack of working hard or anything. <laughs> You're right. No. But some... mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think you were going to tell me about how this first marriage, pre or post COVID, is going for you. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so going back to like pre post COVID, or well, we're not post COVID yet. No. Jesus, will we ever be? No. <laughs> Perfect. Um, no, I think that we've had our share of weaknesses and we have our own set of unique circumstances. I'm a combat veteran and I've got a lot of trauma, um, pretty severe PTSD. And it's it's been a real son of a mm-hmm. bitch during COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, I also am really good at playing the martyr. Uh, <laughs> I, I can play the fucking victim fiddle with the best of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so it is, it's been really easy for me to use COVID as an excuse for victimhood and martyrdom and general assholery. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, and so that, that is what I think has been interesting is because I actually think the weakest part, and I'm going to be gentle about this. I think the weakest part of our relationship is my actual tendency to fall down that rabbit hole of victimhood and martyrdom. And then also Joanna's kind of uh, ability to really kind of care give a little bit too much. And so I think... I think the, the term for that is enabling. Enabling. <laughs> I, am enabling. <laughs> I am an enabler. Yes. yes. So yes. I think those yeah. two things... Things when they really collide, and if we are not autonomously careful about our own inner boundaries and external boundaries with each other, that we can easily find ourselves into the shit show that we were in recently. So, you know, I think every every real significant relationship is very hard. Mm -hmm. I think it's a lot of work. Still have to be kind. I mean, oh, of course, not a shit show. It wasn't great. Have a. Shit show. 
I mean, it was definitely <clears throat> like all of, <laughs> that. Just happened to be. I had a swallow of tea, nope. and not not nope. <clears throat> on purpose or uh-huh. anything. She did that on purpose. So she does it on purpose. Uh, <laughs> You'll get to know her. <laughs> I do think. Oh, to be kind, that it, yes, it was a rough moment, but a shit show, mm, you know, still have to be kind. I will say, as far as it, rough... Sh- it was all of our triggers it and was rapid succession. all at once yeah. over the last several months of kind of just compounding. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's been interesting because we're very lucky in that we've we've gotten to, to do an intensive uh, therapy program because I'm a veteran, mm-hmm. um, which I'll, I'll talk more about later on. Um, but that has been so beneficial and I've never been averse to therapy. Yeah. I went and saw a therapist yeah. well, this therapy, at 15. Yeah. I want to say real quick, like the therapy branding Brandy is referencing here, um, is we went to university of California in LA, um, and they have a program there called operation Ment. It is, uh, in part, all because of Wounded Warrior Project. Yeah, it that is. That they um, so generously have donated and sponsored um, these fantastic intensive programs for, started with veterans who had a traumatic brain injury or PTSD trauma, um, because often those symptoms overlap. Um, and for veterans who had um, physical... Um, needs for for therapy so that they extended surgeries many veterans who encountered ieds and such i mean a lot of those guys they're Mm -hmm. kind of like they kind of fall we kind of fall in a gray area i personally think i never you know didn't get hit by a rocket or an ied i mean there's plenty of times i could have come i mean it came close yeah um and that close is definitely a, a true. I mean, that's that's your PTSD right there. And so you mm-hmm. add on more trauma of of a physical thing on top of that, yeah, or you know, absolutely. losing something. And yeah. and I think even if you come back with all your fingers and toes from something like that, like it changes you. Ugh, and it not? that has definitely definitely played a role in our relationship. And luckily enough, Joanna has been so patient and gracious and kind and you know um in that like you're able to really like you've gone through these therapies with me because mm-hmm. you love me mm-hmm. as the person you don't yeah. love me in spite of my yeah. and operation PTSD. men right of course uh operation men they actually have the first program an intensive program for three weeks for the veteran and, and their caregiver right. which in many cases like our own is the spouse um and, and it, it really changes the relationship gosh, just the the power dynamic the the roles the roles you take on in some moments and not in other moments mm-hmm. you know like how do you sometimes need to care for your veteran right versus what your veteran wants you and to do yeah and care for them in a compassionate right. way and be your partner yes like and not your parent it is a it is a messy is a messy uh convoluted complicated Mm -hmm. thing i mean you take something Mm -hmm. like marriage you take something like marriage and let's just break it down to its simplest terms and in a non-offensive way you take Mm -hmm. something like marriage two white people 
one guy, one girl. Okay? Mm-hmm. They get married. They're in love. They got the whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. That There are still trauma triggers in that. There are still yeah. two individual yeah. people. There are still financial woes and oh, yeah. car payments oh, yeah. and... You know, the water heater breaks down or you can't pay. I mean, there's mm-hmm. everybody has a life. And I think it's important to remember that. So as you think about um, our marriage, I, I think you were starting to say, like, within COVID, you know, like we have uh, in the beginning of our relationship. We somehow stumbled into being in therapy. Really is what it is. Yes, happened. we did. Yeah, we did. Right, right, right. Um, with a fantastic that. therapist, right. all by the grace of the universe. Right. And that gave us, I think, an unusual start from most other couples, mm-hmm. um, especially in the LGBT community, because we, all of us, all of us mm-hmm. have trauma there's some shame too oh well that's part of your trauma right shame not being able to name it avoidance feeling dismissed oh Oh, god there's so much ill coping skills don't even get me started on the political climate as somebody within all the letters okay within the within the pride Mm -hmm. community right yes sweet lord so i mean we so i highly recommend (laughs) being in therapy Way Immediately. before you need it. And if you think Wait. you need it yeah. now, Brandy and go. I were just able to recognize, just like, Find a wow, therapist. we had a, a opportunity to be able to be in therapy with this wonderful therapist. And... Well, we, we looked. And we then looked that we were at least able to acknowledge at this point as a couple that you needed therapy because of the PTSD. Yes. Right. Like you and I both knew that there was right. some component well, and that I think shows up. You and that. I also both knew that we wanted, we had already planned. I mean, we met and we knew. And it was just like, it's one of those crazy things where yeah. it could have crashed and burned, but... We were old enough to know, you know, and we'd kind of been through it all before and it all just sort of, it worked out the way it was supposed to. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I, when Joanne and I met in person, it was just sort of like our souls being like, finally, God, I can't believe it took this long to meet again in this life. Yeah. You know, like, I feel like we keep, keep seeing each other every life that we go through. And I think, so we knew immediately, um, I knew that I had these sort of things and I knew that I... I would in order to be in a healthy relationship and I, I wanted that desperately mm. because the only relationship I've ever known is the unhealthy one, you know. <laughs> right. I've been abused and I've been cheated on and I it's, you know, yeah. and it's just been yeah. it, and it's not like I wasn't a good partner at times either. I can't just say, yeah. Well, they suck. They're definitely I mean, nobody deserves to be abused. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that I actually maybe was the abuser at some points now yes. looking back, right? So you got to go through this stuff and you have to admit to yourself, okay, well, I haven't had a healthy relationship before. My parents sure as fuck didn't have one, which is how I got into this <laughs> fucking mess in the first place. So something needs to happen, right? And you knew that you also hadn't really... There's something that was that didn't. I work. knew that I wanted this relationship to have the best chance possible, mm. and I what I learned is I went into my first marriage all in. There was no part of me that thought that this wouldn't work. Like there was your no, first marriage. Yeah, yeah, there was no part of me that was like, but 
that, how is all in? But before then, I, and if I could have, and I was, if I could have been so certain and mm. so determined then and felt like I gave it my all and I tried my best and I asked and I, you know, asked for what I thought the marriage needed or what I needed or whatever, right? And still, I ended up getting divorced, right? right? So going into, like, our relationship and realizing, like, man, like, I want this to work in, like, the best way possible. Right. And, man, I, like, it then let's get someone else on board here. <laughs> yeah. We need to find somebody right. who can. And I mean, really did get lucky. We got lucky with somebody that is highly, highly trained, super experienced, works really well with trauma <laughs> and gay people. I mean, it's just right. incredible. Right. Um, and I, again, I, I think that that's someone because. Someone that's trained would not have been it, successful. <laughs> <laughs> just, the, the level of Woo. complexity we have going My on here. <laughs> But I also think that, like, just having all that work out, <coughs> geez, excuse me, means that it was just all meant to be. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so I think for for me, if there's any advice that I could say for sure f- to anybody that's listening to this, thank you. Hi, Mom. All. <laughs> <laughs> hey, friends. Um, the first thing is, just go to therapy. And if you're if you're not in a relationship, go. Go to therapy. And if you are in a relationship, go, go together to and then go go separately. Yeah. And I we don't we don't say that in jest. Um it, it I know that therapists are extremely busy right now, especially during COVID and if you're listening to this. I do realize for some people it is an a privilege to be able to It is. Have access to therapy. Have access to therapists. Good therapists. Good ones. That can like I, I totally recognize the privilege that we have, and continue to have to be able to have therapy mm-hmm. and places like the Wounded Warrior Project. You know that they are able to put things out there like Operation Mend. Right. Because without that. We wouldn't be without that. We'd still be at twenty two veteran suicides a day instead of down to twenty. And I think like a lot of veterans can't afford those kinds of programs. And even if you can't afford it, it's not something you want to spend your money on. And privileged, it's true. And so we recognize that. And also, do your research. There are plenty, plenty of options mm-hmm. um if you're still lucky enough to have a job and you have mm-hmm. benefits you can usually get at least six free sessions mm-hmm. um there's all kinds of apps out there we're not spon- spon- sponsored by anybody um except for i'm just advocating for your mental health and your well-being yes. because if you have any hope of being able to have a successful healthy relationship like we have i mean it's not without work and and if you're not in a good in a good state you can't do the work to have that relationship. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think I think COVID's been hard on our relationship, but I think it's actually been harder on us personally, and I think that's what's made it hard on our relationship. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's been nice for me to find other hobbies that are kind of not your hobbies. 
<laughs> I think you only had your hobbies. Dear Lord, I've never wanted to do anything. I really wanted her to play the ukulele, but dioramas, no mountain or, biking. Oh, well, we did God, we did no. weightlifting for a while. What about mountain biking? I don't get it. I know you're not supposed to sit on the seat the entire time, but my labias cannot take that damage. You gotta get a they chamois. Are very gentle. They make they make uh, padded padded. I've had them padded bike shorts. Yes, in a padded good seat. ones. <laughs> Then you are not using the right saddle. Maybe my labias are just unusually sized. <laughs> Maybe they're more oblong shape. No, nope, I don't think so. Here's what I think. I think everybody is beautiful. And I think that it is our differences that make us all special. So I think you should be gentle on your labias. <laughs> and go for Sometimes. No one gives a fuck about mountain biking. No one wants to hear me talk about your saddle choice. No. Or your labias. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> well, babe, I have really enjoyed talking with you today. And our first stinking podcast. Finally. Right. So. First published podcast. Yes. Can't wait for somebody to listen to it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Besides us, we'll just have it on continuous repeat, yes, so will. it looks like lots of well, I listened to perfect. It. Um, so I look forward to doing another one with you. Me too. And until next time. <laughs>